Hello and welcome to If Anyone Cares. My name is Riley James. This is episode 79, the start of our summer shows. And as we sit about a month away from the start of July, we have quite the surprise and quite the announcement coming up for July 1st. I cannot wait to, to be able to tell you about it. Um, let's just say we have a, a very, very big piece of news coming, and I cannot wait for it. Anyways, our guest today is our fifth international guest, and that number surprised me. I said it on the show, and I had to go back and, and check it because it didn't seem right, but she's the fifth unique international guest. We've had shows with people before, but they've been like repeats. It's like Sabrina Belloante. She's Canadian. She's been on the show three times, and it's just another example of, of how the connectivity of the show works. We, we interview the same people multiple times because we, we like these people and they're our friends and the shows that they, they bring us are great. So Eve Clarkson will be one of those people and Eve Clarkson is your guest today. You don't know much about her yet, but you're going to learn about her over the next 57 minutes. I didn't cut a single moment out of this interview. She was brilliant. Uh, I really enjoyed chatting with her and she's going to be back on very, very soon because I still have a ton of questions I, I never actually got to. We just got busy talking, and, and the beauty of conversation is that you really can't gauge how long you're going. I have a clock in front of me, and I ignored it <laughs> just to continue that, that nice, free-flowing, natural conversation, which is just one of my favorite things in the world. So Eve Clarkson comes on. Uh, she's 21. I'm 21. Our birthdays aren't that far apart. So there's this parallel childhood that we had uh, on two different sides of the Atlantic Ocean. So I, I wanted an English person on to talk about that childhood, to talk about some of the things that they were into when they were younger and compare it to some of the things I was into when I was younger. And we did a pretty good job of that. Again, didn't get all the questions I wanted to. But regardless, it was a fantastic show. I couldn't appreciate her time more. Um, we had a miscommunication on the length of the show, but she ended up making time for us, which is something I, I will never, um, never not appreciate from anyone that, that comes on the show. So I'll let you actually hear the show. Uh, some things to get to before at, if anyone cares underscore on Twitter at Riley James, IAC on Twitter and Instagram. The show art is made by my best buddy, old pal Spencer Ware and the show music is a collaboration between all good folks and if anyone cares productions. We thank you so much to everyone who listens to the show. Episode 79 right here on if anyone cares for Eve Clarkson. I'm Riley James. If anyone cares, please enjoy the show. On the line from San Antonio, Texas, by way of the northwest of England from a region and city I'm too afraid to pronounce with my American accent, our fifth international guest on the show's history, Eve Clarkson. Eve, thank you so much for making time, and how are you? I'm really good. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, great. I want to just dive right into what I'm afraid to pronounce. Can you pronounce where you're from for, for everyone is listening? Lan- is it Lancashire, you're scared to say, or is it Wally? Both, yeah. Both, yeah. I don't know. When, ever, when anyone ever asks me where I'm from, I always try and break it down, but 
it just doesn't sound the same with the American accent. I'm not gonna lie. No, it it doesn't. And I I've covered you know a lot of Premier League and like Championship and and, and League One. So like a lot of those cities I know, I hadn't seen yeah. those two names before. I'm yeah. like, ah, I don't want to. It's definitely smaller. It's there's not too many people from there. That's for sure. Right. But I, I can't thank you enough. You and I have had uh, a couple of different text conversations the last couple yeah. of days, but you and I haven't talked. So this is yeah. really an interesting facet of my job that I talk to a bunch of people I've never actually spoken to before yeah, live that's, on that's air. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to get to know you a little bit. You grew up, obviously, in England. The accent's showing through right now, which is exactly why i wanted to have you on uh you're 21 i'm 21 we have yeah. very similar timelines as far as when we grew up uh yeah, sure. i, I want to start with growing up in england uh what were you how, how long did you live in england uh until i was 18 so i moved here for college okay so that's absolutely perfect the, the, the first 18 years of life in england can you kind of sum it up for me like what was it like growing up I mean, honestly, I don't think I could have asked for a better childhood, maybe a few sunnier days, but um, <laughs> the weather's obviously not the best thing, but no, I grew up, I've got, my parents live um, in a small village called Worley, which I struggle to pronounce, and I have an older sister who's eight years older, and straight away we were both thrown into sports. Uh, we, she was a great swimmer, honestly, she was in the Olympic program for swimming, so I was thrown into that along with her, and I did that and for until I was 16. So honestly, life in the house revolved around sport until I was 11. And I, my teacher at school was like, hey, like try and kick a soccer ball. I feel like you'd be really good at it because I was a bit taller, you know, I'm 5'8", so I was a bit of a taller child. So I kicked it and then from there on I thought, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do with my life. So carried on swimming, you know, carried on playing sports all the way through high school. Um, and then... Um, my sister carried on swimming but she gave it up in the end just because she wanted to concentrate on school I continued to balance school and soccer for a while and then with the club I was at was Blackburn Rovers ladies it's called um, we, we used to play a couple of tournaments in Dallas called the Dallas International Girls Cup um, from when I was probably 13 14 onwards till I was like 17 and then played there got scouted by a college coach at UIW and honestly, I'm not going to lie, I did not know anything about the college system at all. I was like, who is this coach approaching me? Like, I have no idea what's going on. Um, but then I was like, hey, you know what? Like, it's a good opportunity. Why Why not try it for a year? And try it in. Here I am three years later, loving life in the States, just playing in this summer team, the semi-pro summer team, which I absolutely love. I feel like it's a great opportunity for me. So, yeah. So, growing up playing... I appreciate you calling it soccer. I, I try to call it football yeah, based no, on the culture. I like to change it. Change it. <laughs> uh, but you, you growing up and playing, uh, was it a goal to move to the States or did it just kind of happen with that coach? No, I honestly didn't like, I think it was one of them things where I'd always was so busy playing it. I never really thought about like, hmm, like when I, when I reached the point where it, I need to progress to the next step, like, what do I want to do? So I didn't even consider the States, honestly, because like I said, I didn't know, like in England, I feel like it's only just starting to get like more like told about like how good the college system is here and how good it is for you to come and play. Um, so then the opportunity just arise. And honestly, I probably didn't decide until say we come back in August. I probably didn't decide till mid July that I was a hundred percent going to come. 
Um, so then I come, flew out, and I was like terrified at the start, as you can imagine. Massive culture shock. But yeah, loved it. So here I am still. No, that's that's wild to even yeah. make that move. I'm considering a couple different moves right now and it, they're still within the United States just a few hours away yeah. from where I live now and it's still terrifying so for yeah. you to get on an airplane and, and fly all the way down to San Antonio is I know yeah I've never crazy. even like I've never seen the school or even been to like San Antonio but I think I just was like you know what sometimes the best things come unexpectedly so I was like why not try it yeah go Cardinals right yeah go <laughs> yeah go Cardinals is it is it roll birds do you guys do that too no, we used to say Peckham, but apparently we're not. We were someone bought the right of it or something, so we can't say it anymore. <laughs> Everyone had to like, like we'd say it, we'd be shouting it on the field, and coach would be like, "No, you can't say that. You can't say that." Yeah, welcome to trademark laws. I know. Um, so let's let's go back to England for for a moment. Growing yeah. up, um, I just want to kind of create this this chart in my mind of Mm -hmm. what you grew up on versus what I grew up on what were some of the things that you were into growing up in England like during your teenage years specifically like music and entertainment like what did you consume the most what were you what were you into I mean I definitely was into music because like I said I feel like because I was so busy on the road all the time and I had an older sister who is like literally obsessed with like 2000s R&B so I feel like I literally grew up on all that um, so I definitely was into that, and I'm also I'm so into like movies and things as well. So on the downtime, I've been to that as well. But I also was such an like, outdoorsy kid. Like I feel like if I wasn't at soccer practice or swimming, I was like out with friends, you know? Because they weren't like I think I just missed a generation where they're all on iPads and all that sort of thing now. So I definitely was outside all the time. Um, but yeah, the culture the culture is different from here. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like it's much more intense, focused on sport here. Where you know, I'd go to soccer practice and I'd come back and my parents would be like, like, chill now, do what you want to do. We're here. I know it's a lot more like soccer is much more like focused around your whole life. Where I feel like it was just a fragment of mine growing up, honestly. So what what was the the playlist? Like on the traveling on the buses and the trains and stuff, what was some like specific artists that, that Eve Clarkson was into when she was 13? Oh my, I can't even, honestly, I can't even remember. I have to get it. A lot of the bands are like, you like, I've been trying to get the girls into it here. There's like bands called like JLS, McFly, and they just, some of them just don't even know who they are. I'm like shocked. So I've definitely been trying to get them into it, but you know, all the like old R&B stuff, like TLC, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because but, I... Yeah, like, Spice Girls, my sister was obsessed with the Spice Girls. I remember her trying to dress me up as Baby Spice a few times. <laughs> There, there seems to be this weird kind of admiration and almost obsession with English um, performers and artists in American yeah. culture. It's, yeah. it's weird. Do you guys, did you have that, like, as far as, like, American artists or any other European artists? Well, no, not really, but, like, everyone here says, like, oh, like, what kind of music do you listen to? And that, I would probably say that is one of the most similar, like, similar culture things. Like, the music is pretty similar, especially nowadays, you know. I feel like England and... Um, America have such similar artists, you know, and they both cross over a lot. So, yeah, probably the same, to be honest. Because honestly, two of the biggest pop stars right now are, are English, but they're, yeah. you know, Dua Lipa and Harry Styles are like yeah. huge right Definitely. now. Yeah, they are huge. Harry Styles, I, I really like Harry Styles. And, and Dua Lipa, I feel like they're both doing, they've both done really well in the States, but it is a big thing to believe in England. Like once you make it in the States, you've made it. Like you've not really made it until you've made it in the States. 
Right. It, it's it's also this weird thing where like England's not huge compared to the states. Like a lot no. of a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people like oh the U.S. Like, everyone's as big as the U.S. and they start looking at population yeah. sizes and, and country sizes. Like England's not huge, but it still has a, a tremendous amount of people. Um, yeah, so sure. the the perception sometimes is like everyone in England's that talented all the time. Yeah, well, like, we have been, there's a few internationals in the house, like, there's some from Canada, there's someone from Brazil, there's some, there's one from Australia, and we was, like, comparing, someone said, like, England could fit in Australia, like, 33 times, <laughs> but we have, like, three times the people, I was like, what the, like, I couldn't get over it, I was like, maybe we're really crowded, I just didn't understand the concept of it. Well, in, in what I've been told, and it's been explained to me, that London is, like, the most people per square feet of any country in the world oh, really? um, like England <laughs> uh, like for some reason London has so many people just cramped on top of each other yeah. um, maybe I'm just oblivious to it because I come from a really small village but <laughs> I can I can definitely see that being the case yeah no but the, the, the my, my mind keeps going back to like even going towards film like Tom Holland's huge right now and he's yeah, yeah, does sure. an American accent and Andrew Garfield is I keep naming Spider-Mans, but still, like yeah. all these English actors that have been fantastic in American movies, yeah. it's just so weird that like we have so many people in the U.S. and yeah, there's a ton of fantastic American actors, but our favorites yeah. tend to be English. <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy. Like, I feel like Harry Potter is a perfect example. All more or less all English cast, but probably did the best anywhere in, in America than it did anywhere else, you know? Why do you think that is? Like, what's so appealing about this small little island on the coast of Europe? I honestly, like, when I, when I've asked my friends that question, they've always said, like, the history is so interesting and, like, the, like I think it is the history. I feel like, because you can go, like, so depth, it's so deep. And I also think it's because, like, everywhere you go is such a different culture. Like, London's completely different to where I live. And then I'm, like, an hour away from Liverpool, and that's completely different. And, like... I think, and I also think because sport plays such a big role, like, if you don't like soccer in England, you're like, I don't know what you, I don't really know what you'd spend your time doing, honestly. <laughs> so. No, it's it's coming home, right? So every family I know supports a soccer team. And then, like, that's the topic of conversation straight away. Yeah, and I've, I've seen kind of glimpses of the english culture you know we've we've had movies here in america but like specifically covering the premier league or anything yeah. champions League related with with the big six in england um really the big five now manchester united's not very good but yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> i'm not complaining about that <laughs> um but like just glimpses into like the the fanhood and the and the at times hooliganism of, of people in england but oh, yeah. the the thing I'm most worried about is I know American film and, and television can at times portray a particular kind of culture in a bad light or throw stereotypes or create this kind of hysteria about it. Are, are you are you pretty okay with how English people are portrayed in American film and television? I mean, it's definitely southern oriented, orientated. Like, I think as soon as you see someone from England, I think you're automatically thinking they're from London. Well, the North does, I'm from the North, and I feel like the North does pretty well for themselves. I mean, like, the culture's different, and I feel like we are portrayed in a certain way, but I would say I'd kind of break the mold. Like, in a lot of ways, when I've asked my friends what they think of an English person, they think, like, kind of reserved, quite quiet, but I feel like I'm 
probably the complete opposite in many ways. But I think we're portrayed pretty well. As long as we're as long as we're known to be a strong country, which we are, I don't mind too much. Yeah. Um England definitely definitely one of those countries like it, yeah. it, it's it's weird sometimes to think about the size of England compared yeah. to some other countries, but England can fight. <laughs> like Yeah, like, like I always forget how small we are, honestly. Your military's like, pretty good. Yeah, like, and then when someone says you can't like you can drive it you have to take twenty four hours to drive across Texas, I was like, You can get across the whole of England in twelve hours, like that is insane. Yeah, I was interviewing a, a, a Scottish man about like coming to america and all yeah. of this thing and he's like yeah we we're going on a short drive ended up being an hour and a half he's yeah. like i can drive across scotland an hour and a half i'm like yeah well yeah, welcome like, to welcome to georgia dude <laughs> yeah like, it is insane like the road trips we've taken for soccer when it's just like we drive it sometimes from here to louisiana i'm like we could be in france by now like, <laughs> this is crazy well i'm being from louisiana and currently sitting in louisiana doing this it's, it's kind oh, really? of it's kind of France. If you if you get yeah. down deep enough and get people drunk enough, they speak French. Definitely, yeah. There's a few similarities, I guess. <laughs> we were owned by France for so long, so oh, the, really? the, yeah. Well, I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. My friend just been, and now I'm just like, I really want to go. Well, the the problem with New Orleans, and we, I promise we're gonna get back to England in a moment. But like the problem no, with New Orleans, just... I hate New Orleans. I've lived in oh, Louisiana really? for twenty one years, and I hate the city of New Orleans because it's again going back to representation. It's such a bad representation of our state. Like not really? everyone is drunk all the time. Like yeah, we have parties and we have you know Mardi Gras is a huge thing. If you want to go to like a real like Louisiana city, it's yeah. probably gonna be UL, or like or okay. I'm sorry, uh, it's gonna be Lafayette where UL is. And yeah, my the, one of the girls in the house is from University of Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, so Lafayette is one of my favorite places. It's it's okay, just cool. so much culture. The food's fantastic. Even Bat- Baton Rouge is pretty good. Where LSU is, um, yeah. like that's kind of like the real Louisiana. New Orleans is the touristy kind of Louisiana. Okay. It, it's it's almost like what you talked about with London. Like yeah. there's only London in England to people yeah. who aren't from England. That's the same yeah. thing for, for New Orleans. Okay, well, maybe I should travel around a little bit more then. Yeah, I'm in Lake Charles. I think you've played McNeese before. So, like, yeah. I'm I'm from where that that college is. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where we've been. There in Beaumont, I think it's called. Yeah, Beaumont. Lamar that's, is. Yeah, it's, that's still Texas. Well, it's yeah. it's kind oh, of Louisiana, it? but it, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Beaumont sucks. Yeah, it wasn't the coolest of places, that's for sure. Anyways, um, let's talk about food for a second. Um, What did you grow up eating? Like, what what was some of your favorite meals as a kid? I actually get this question asked a lot. I don't know if you ever heard of it. We have shepherd's pie. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is, but exactly. See, it's like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's basically meat and potatoes. It's pretty simple. Um, Then Sunday roast. You can't beat that. That's like I think you guys call it like a pot pie kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, pot pie. But there's a few extra bits, like this thing called a Yorkshire pudding, which just makes the whole dish perfect, honestly. Um, And then apart from that, I think it is pretty similar. Like, you've got the English breakfast, baked beans, stuff like that. That's always on the menu. Um, I I do love meat, don't get me wrong, but I am a bit more of a fish lover, so I did grow up eating fish quite a lot, because I feel like that is better in England, just because we're a bit more of an island, you know what I mean? Um... What is so, what yeah, is I, the what is the most popular fish like in England? 
to eat? Like, what do you what do you guys consume the most? <laughs> from the from the fish and chip shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. <laughs> no, the witch is like haddock and cod, I guess. But okay, uh, I could honestly. I've not been. This is the longest I've not been home, and I fall asleep at night thinking of fish and chips. I had. There's a pub in Dallas. I went to I went to go work the Champions League final when Liverpool beat yeah. Tottenham in 2019. Uh, yeah. Um, and I went to this pub in Dallas, or it's really in Addison, Texas, which is a suburb. And they had fish and chips. It was voted the best fish and chips by like the NBC people who do the Premier League in the morning. And they yeah. were it was fantastic. I don't I uh, I don't usually like fish. I'm not a big fish eater, but yeah. like that fish and chips was great. No, like, honestly, I can't even explain to how good it is. Like, I miss my parents and all, but <laughs> this, you know, so, yeah. I'm home for a week. I'm home for a week in the end of August, and honestly, my parents aren't going to see me much. I'm going to be at all the restaurants all the time. I miss my parents, but, you know, it's that's, that's, that's great. Um... <laughs> But as far as like desserts and stuff, I want to want to dip into that as well because I don't. For some reason, there seems to be this 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 emphasis on American dessert. How it's like you know we have cookies and we have ice cream yeah. and we have brownies and we have pie and cake and all these different things. What what do you guys have? No, nah, it ain't it ain't as big honestly at home dessert. I mean, I, I can't really remember eat, even eating it too much as a kid. I mean, you obviously have your scones, which have with, like, jam and cream. I think that that's the basic go-to. But honestly, I just have a cup of tea after my dinner, and I'm sorted for the night. I don't need – I don't really need, like, here, coming here, I think it's changed my taste buds a little bit. Because now every time I eat, I always think, ah, I could eat something sweet, you know? Right. But back home, it's not too big much of a thing. Like, I'd much rather have a starter than a dessert, for sure. I think we can do another 20 minutes on tea, but I'll ask, I'll go ahead and ask one question. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> uh, so you, you live in Texas. You live in Texas for what, three years now? Yeah. I, I, I imagine you probably tried American sweet tea. Yeah, no, I didn't say. Okay. I, I, I knew it wasn't the same, but like, com- like compare and contrast, it, like, I, do you like American sweet tea or is it just too no. different? No, it's, it's too different, like. Just because it's so sweet and it's cold, it just feels it just feels wrong. And, and I feel like I don't need it because I get my mum to ship tea bags out. Like honestly, I probably bring about six hundred tea bags back with me every time I go home. <laughs> okay, so tell me about about English tea. I've never had English tea. Um, what what consists of it, and how is it different from from our tea in America? Okay, so. Basically, you start with just a tea bag in a mug. It's got to be a mug because it's hot, obviously. Then you, we, and this is another thing I've noticed. You guys don't really have kettles. Like, I had to buy a kettle when I come here because I just was like, there is nowhere that seems to have one. So then you boil the kettle, pour, the, pour it in, let the tea bag sit for a few minutes. And then some people like sugar in it, but I don't. I feel like it just wrecks the whole taste of the tea, honestly. Um, just put a bit of milk in it, and that's it. All it tastes. And I... Honestly, can't find a fault in it. But when my friends have tried it, they t- it tastes like dirty salt water or something like that. Yeah, there's... And it's offensive. I don't understand it. It makes me wonder how different the tea, the like, our taste buds are. Because I couldn't think of anything better than a cup of tea, honestly. 
There is, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a show on Apple TV. Uh, it's Ted Lasso, American coach oh, yeah, going yeah, over yeah. and like, it kind of has that whole teen interaction. It, he, he comments on it. And I think yeah. Jason Sudeikis has done like interviews about English tea, but the character, yeah. it's like hot brown garbage water. Yeah, that's literally what they say. That's what they call it. Yeah, I just I want to I want to try it because I, I I make my own sweet tea from scratch. Okay. Um, that's impressive. Usually like usually a pitcher, you know, lasts yeah. like eight or ten days, whatever, like whatever it is. But to be able to try your tea because I love sweet tea. Like sweet tea is one of the things that's like in my diet as far as beverages. Yeah. To be able to go out and try because basically you're making it sound like coffee. Of how you yeah, like, of how you consume that, it. Yeah, like that's the equivalent of I feel like coffee's much bigger here in a sense, but at home, like as soon as you wake up, you put the kettle on to make a cup of tea. You know, it, it is and I also think it's like more of a like I don't wanna I don't know how this may sound, but it's more of a comfort thing, like if I'm chilling with my family or I'm watching T V or whatever and and I've just got a cup of tea, I feel like it's just more like it's a nice hot, uh, hot like hot beverage. I don't know. I just re- I feel like I just can't live without it. It's so weird to say. Yeah, but, I mean, but I also have an English friend who's here with me in the states who hates it. Yeah, I mean, you can't please everyone. Everyone can't be it for every- or everything can't be it for everyone. So no, um, I- I'm fascinated by by the by the prospect of tea, and I- yeah. I'm I'm going to try it eventually. But it sounds like. That it's one of those comfort drinks, like we have coffee here in the States, like we were just yeah. talking about. Um, do you guys have, I know coffee coffee shops and everything, like Starbucks and, and Dunkin' are like huge in American culture. Do you guys yeah. have tea shops and, and like places where you can get tea to go? Or is it yeah, more like, of a home thing? It is, it is. I'd definitely say it's more of a home thing, but like Starbucks and we have a place called Costa Coffee. They're the only two like coffee, I guess, places. They have it. But it just ain't as good, you know. Yeah, so tea. But then, it, like coming to the states, I now love coffee. Like I, I love it. Probably not as much as tea, but I do love it. But you can't get like an iced latte in England, really. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. You know. I don't think you guys enjoy cold drinks unless it's unless it's beer. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> nah. Unless it's beer or a glass of wine, nah. It ain't the same. No, that's 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 fascinating to me, and it's yeah. so. It's so interesting how different our cultures are. But like yeah. you and I were talking about before the show, it's so paralleled and we consume the same type of things. Yeah. But the digger you deep into to the backgrounds, it's just really different. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like even the language, I feel like is so different. Like we have both have different slangs and Obviously, like we, I feel like we have a lot more. And even my American friends now, I've got them saying like all of our slang words. Give me, give me some slang. What's some, like, what's some of your favorite slang words? Well, I, I feel like it's just so we're so dramatic. I feel like in so ways, like if I was to say like it's hot, I would have to say like it's well hot. Like, I have to say the word well before it to exaggerate just how hot it is. <laughs> well, moving so, like, from moving from the north northwest yeah. of England to Texas, I can imagine it's well hot. Yeah. Yeah, like. Oh, honestly, don't, don't, it's such a touchy subject. It's so hot. I just, even now I'm sat outside and I'm just like, this, it ain't normal. Like, it ain't normal how hot. It, it would never be this hot in England, not even peak of summer. Yeah, but, and yeah. it's it's May. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's so insane. But yeah, I, I kind of like it how my friends pick up on the English slang now, honestly. It's like the back at home with me. It's not, I like it. It's fun. 
Because there's some there's some words that are like slang words to us, but it's like curse words to you guys where like you can't say it in a public setting or if you oh, say yeah. it in a public setting it's like a huge deal. Where yeah. we don't know the difference in America, yeah, yeah. so it's just not a big deal to us. Yeah, well, that's another thing. I feel like I probably cuss a, a heck of a lot more than the Americans do, and I've had to like like my parents would, if they're listening to this, I apologize, but I swear so much more than my my American friends, and I just feel like they they have started swearing more now, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just much more common in England, but I don't know. I've had to tone it back a few times for sure. Well, you guys are the kings of swearing. You're so yeah. good at it. <laughs> Gordon, Gordon Ramsay sets the record straight. But. You guys have so many more curse words than we do, and yeah. you guys are so good at it. It's weird. Yeah, it is. It is weird, but when you're hearing it on the soccer pitch, I feel like I've got a few looks from parents sometimes. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe tone it down a little. It's so great being like on on the touchline for like MLS matches, specifically Houston, because yeah. they have so many international players from from yeah. Central America. Um, you just hear all kinds of curse words in Spanish, and I I've yeah. learned enough Spanish to kind of pick up on some things yeah. with the different dialects of like El Salvador and, and Panama yeah. and, and Mexico and all these all these countries that are close enough, but they still have different words. It's yeah, so like, so awesome to hear them like curse at each other, and, and yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird. Like we've got Brazilian coaches right now. That there's some like the Athenians I'm playing for, and they they speak in Spanish all the time. And I feel like by the end of the summer, I'm going to be fluent in Spanish, like, <laughs> especially in the curse words. Like every time they say something, I'm like, what does this mean? What does this mean? So yeah, it's great. I like it. So growing up um, in in England, obviously you guys are close to like you're not obviously you're an island but like you're european and yeah, yeah, yeah. been the whole brexit thing and whatever but like growing up like you're around other european nations you compete probably with other european players what was the yeah. the language um specifications and requirements for you guys to grow up did you have to learn any other languages or is that not as common yeah. in england like it no, is i, I had countries? to learn spanish french and german all three uh, like mainly in high school, I had to learn French and German for two years, and then. But I also have got family in Wales, so I've learned a bit. I picked up on a few things from that as well. But it's mainly French and German, I'd say. One of one of my favorite jokes in in Ted Lasso because that's I'm gonna dip from that well a lot. Go was, ahead, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> was uh, Ted pointing at him and asking where he's from, and he said yeah. Wales, and Ted's like, "Is that a different country?" And the guy was like, yeah. yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> to them, they wish it was a different country, honestly. Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty close to it. I'm like two hours away. And my cousins, they like Welsh through and through. Like they love the country. Like, it's pretty much like Texas. I feel like if you're from Texas, you love it. Like you never want to leave. In no. Wales, it's the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. And, and there's, people, there's people in Texas that like, Really Texas love Texas. Yeah. We call it. We call them like Texas till I die. <laughs> uh, that's that sounds about right. Because I'm I'm an hour from the Texas border. Not even an hour, like less than an hour from the Texas border. Yeah. And like I've I've covered the Dynamo, covered Austin, I've covered Dallas. Like I've I've done a lot of stuff in Major League Soccer for for the Texas teams. And yeah. those people absolutely love Texas, but hate each other. So it's yeah, really it's, interesting. It is. It's wild. Yeah, but um, so as far as the the culture shock 
of moving from <laughs> you're already laughing so i know it's gonna be a fantastic answer yeah. uh, the culture shock of moving from the northwest of england to san antonio texas i mean yeah. that's gotta be like we've talked about the weather i want to dip into the weather a little bit more later but like yeah. just the physical shock of it and then culturally how did you handle that at 18 yeah uh i honestly think it was one of them things where like I couldn't have been broken into it easily. Like I had to just go in a hundred percent, you know, like if I'd have come for, if I'd have come for a week before and like traveled a little bit and then gone home and then come back, I think it would have been harder. Like I had to just go in a hundred percent and I think it made it easier because I had a friend, a friend from home who obviously we could like compare and be like, Oh, what is going on? All this sort of stuff with, but yeah, it was, um, it was the first semester of freshman year was was difficult i obviously missed home and i was getting used to it and like it's hard, it, honestly one of the hardest things is like not driving but then i'm also like i don't want to learn because the drivers in texas are so scary <laughs> <laughs> like i feel like it would be I, i'm not the best driver i'll admit but i think i'd be probably one of the better drivers on the road here so i'm not even going to risk getting a car and trying to learn to drive yet that's for sure <laughs> So that was, and just like, just the food, that was a big one as well, just because like the portion sizes are so much bigger here, like a lot of the stuff's more processed and my stomach took a while to adjust, just little things like that, you know, um, people are a lot more outgoing here as well, which I think is a good thing, honestly, coming, because I, I made friends really easily and things like that, but. Well, they're all just say, fascinated yeah. with your accent, that's that's why people yeah. are drawn to you. So, it's such a good such a good conversation icebreaker like i never i'm never like nervous to go and talk to someone at first because i just they're just like oh like where are you from and then i'm just like here we are let's go <laughs> did, did you get stares or and, and did you get like people reacting poorly to that or was it all positive to to nah, finding out all, you're from england it's all been positive the only the only I, the only thing i've had that said to me is like that it's not better like, because i'm from the north and it is a pretty much like I always get called a farmer at home because I'm from like the middle of nowhere. My friend was like, "Oh, like you're the redneck of England." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, so, but yeah. No, but that's fine. And that was in the past like two weeks as well. Like my friend from Canada was like, "You're the equivalent of a redneck from England," and I was like, "Okay." If we could, like, if I didn't like use your name as the title of the episode, and we still titled episodes, that would be it. Yeah. Like if it wasn't yeah. Eve Clarkson, whatever the number is going to be, it would be the redneck. English, English redneck. I was like, wait a minute. But then I couldn't even argue it. I couldn't even argue it because I was like, definitionally, it's probably true. Yeah. I mean, based on the American definition of what a redneck is, yeah. you, you fit it. Yeah, for sure. Which... I won't be, I probably, I shouldn't tell, if friends listen to this now, I'm never going to hear the end of that. I shouldn't have said that. Well, well. well, I get the final editing cut and that's, that's going to yeah. stay in there. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let, let's talk about, let's go back to food for a second. When, when you came to America, what was, what was, what was one of your favorite things? Probably burgers, honestly. <laughs> like, like. As I've got older and I've understood like how important health, like eating is to to like being an athlete, I've definitely toned it down a little bit more. But I was like a kid in a candy store at the start. I, I just wanted I could probably could have eaten a burger for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Burgers, like, burgers are yeah. my favorite thing. They're so good, and 
But yeah, I have had to tone that down a little bit because obviously it's not the healthiest of things, is it? But yeah, we do like in England, you can get a bit like probably one burger, like a restaurant or at McDonald's, but here they're everywhere, aren't they? So. What do you guys call it in England? I know you call it something different, McDonald's. Is it Mickey's or is it Mackey's? Mackey's. Okay. Mickey's must Mackey's. be Australia. Yeah, 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 it is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I knew it was one of those two things. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. American fast food making it to Europe. Um, but yeah, no, barbecue is a huge thing down there too. Have you, have you had barbecue? Yeah. Like I don't really like it. It it is a lot. It's not my favorite. It's just a bit intense. (laughs) It's quite intense. But, but like I do get the fascination. Like it is good, I guess, but I am more of like, I'd rather have it on like a holiday with my family and friends, you know, but I couldn't, I wouldn't be like, let's go and have barbecue for dinner. Right. Um, yeah, I had it when I was in Kansas City because Kansas City is one of those cities where it's like famous for barbecue, but I'm not going to yeah. have it if I'm, you know, outside eating dinner, like grilling it and cooking it. I'm not going to. No. No, I'd rather have a burger or some wings yeah. or whatever else. Yeah. Uh, do you, what about wings? Do you like, do you like wings? Do they have that yeah. in England? Yeah. No, they don't have them in England that much either. I do love chicken wings. Oh They're fantastic. They They're so good. Like lemon pepper. <laughs> I I've never realized the, and this is gonna sound awful, and this might get edited out, but like the obesity rate in the United States is is quite high, like the yeah, the, the percentage is 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 a lot, and being down in San Antonio, you see a lot more people that are that are larger than they should be. Yeah, um, for sure. I I think this is why, because like learning more about cultures and and different countries and about yeah. food. Our, our portion sizes are huge, and our food is yeah. just so much better than most countries. Yeah, like, I, honestly, I think it is portion size. Like, a large, for example, like a large Coke in England would be a small here. Would be like a, a small here. 20 ounce yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, like a 20 ounce. And then also, like, when you go out for a meal, you know how you guys get, like, free refills of your drinks? Yeah. Like, not like anything but water. We don't get that in England. Like, every time you want, every, so say if you finish your glass of Coke or whatever. You'd have to pay for a new glass. Okay. But here it's free refill, so I feel like everyone just like it's automatic to keep drinking it, you know. Right. Yeah. No, that is a that is a wild thing. Just little things like that. I feel like probably make the difference. Um. Let's talk about weather. It's one. I had I had an English artist who, who now lives in Los Angeles. He worked for for Leicester during yeah. their Premier League uh, title run. Um, he said one of the most American things is talking about the weather before you get yeah. into this stuff. Well, we're 35 minutes in and I want to talk about the weather. You mentioned how, how well hot it is in Texas. Um, we had a, we had a moment where your phone got too hot to be able to communicate yeah. with my phone <laughs> just a few moments ago as it's pouring down rain here. So it's just, oh, really? yeah, it's, it's raining quite, quite, quite heavily. Um, the the shock of that the physical shock of having to be able to handle playing in Texas heat for Incarnate yeah. Word and for for the San Antonio Athenians can you talk about the um just the adjustment yeah I definitely think that soccer wise that was the hardest thing for sure like we got here probably we definitely got thrown in the deep end I mean we got here the start of August oh. That's the hottest part of the year. Yeah, like, we got here the start of August. I remember we kind of just was, we just was practicing, like, the first or second day or whatever. And I remember I, like, physically, I couldn't see the ball. Like, I, 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 said, to, I said to my coach, I was like, I just don't, I 
feel cold. I was like, I feel cold. It's that I feel that hot. So then we got straight away. Me and the other English girl both just went down, got taken into like the athletic trainers, got heat stroke. Like first day we were here, we had heat stroke. So it was like brilliant. And they like eased us back into play all this, and we was fine. But I say I was saying to my friends like that first semester of like it went straight into four. Obviously we were playing college games. That first semester I, I like don't remember the games. Like it's just a blur. <laughs> But I, I, I dread to think what I looked like. I was probably just running around. Oh, I can't even remember. It was so hot. But I definitely, I can say, like, I definitely have adjusted, like, my body. Like, yes, down on so Saturday we played, and it was, like, 34, which I guess is, like, what, 102, between 96, 102? Yeah, roughly. And, like, it felt like it didn't even feel bad, honestly. I was, like, it's hot, but it ain't as hot as that first summer. Oh, and it's insane. What summer was that? Was that 2018 when you moved here? Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. 2018, 20, 2019, maybe. Okay. Yeah, no, that was, that was a hot summer. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, that was I, I can't even. I just remember thinking, like, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to play a game in this. And back then, I was playing center midfield as well. So maybe getting pushed back to center backs made it a bit easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> box to box midfielder. <laughs> In Texas heat, That's, I played uh, forward for a reason. <laughs> yeah, like definitely good decision moving me back to center man. Yeah. Wild. Go score but, a couple goals and we don't have to. We don't yeah. have to run very much after that. <laughs> nah, for sure. But but I'm like I'm complaining, but I prefer I prefer it to English weather. At least it's sunny outside of soccer. At least it's sunny and not raining every day. That's one of my favorite jokes. Is like all these these famous footballers in, in Europe or like yeah. getting paid tons of money and they have the option to go to Barcelona or Paris or Rome yeah. or like any of these just brilliantly beautiful cities in Europe and they choose to go to Manchester. It's like, yeah. God, that is, Why? you have 20 minutes of sunlight a year. It's uh, like, honestly, every day I text them, like, my mom saying like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just out, like I'm either tanning or the pool or out with friends or whatever. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, nothing, it's raining. <laughs> and like, like my friend was like, oh, so I was, honestly, I was having this conversation over there and my friend, like this girl on the team was like, oh, it's, it's a like seasonal depression then. Because obviously, you know how like it fluctuates between the weather and I'm like, no, like, I'd say like, it's, it's yearly depression. Like every, it's, it's sunny for like two weeks. It's, hor- it's horrible. I couldn't even, I honestly think, I'm not sure whether I want to move back. And I think the biggest factor is that just because it affects like, everything you do, you know, you're having to find stuff to do inside all the time. And I just prefer, like, I'm much more of an outside person anyway. And, and the sunglasses sales in England are awful. Yeah. You move to America, everyone's wearing sunglasses all the time. All the time. I think, yeah, I had to invest in a good pair, honestly. <laughs> I bought some Ray-Bans back in February yeah. and they've been used practically every day. Me <laughs> too, <laughs> Like my number one essential item, <laughs> and they're black ray bands, so they go with everything. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's so good. Um, that's that's fascinating though. Is the weather the weather thing? Because yeah. we we I watch you know a, a tremendous amount of Premier League at like six a.m. in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and it's always it's never sunny. Like it's never. when when you watch. A match in England, the weather is always a physical representation of what it's like to support Arsenal. It's just, it's gloomy all the time, <laughs> and it sucks. Hey, at least Arsenal are getting a bit better. Yeah, are they, though? But hey, the Koyosaka is bringing them up a little bit. Yeah, well, they're, I didn't, I didn't see them in the top four this year, so. Yeah, 
nah, I'm not too bothered. As long as Liverpool are doing well, the rest of them can do whatever they want to do. So is Liverpool like the closest team to, to where you were from? Like the closest bigger team? Yeah, well, to be fair, it could be, it could be either Manchester team or Liverpool. They're all the same distance, but I ain't going to support United because... Obviously, I'm not going to support United because I don't. I hate United. I'm sure you, and, you probably hate City now. Well, to be, yeah, I do hate City, obviously, because of the Premier League result. But I like Pep Guardiola, so I can. Like, I appreciate City. I appreciate how good of a team they are. And I like watching them. Yeah, it's, it's always about Liverpool for me. That is a weird thing about being an American and trying to pick a Premier League team because I'm so yeah. rooted into where I'm from. Like, I support the New Orleans Saints, the Pelicans, uh, yeah. season tickets to LSU football. Like yeah. there are there are real things that like tie me to to those teams because I can go watch and play. I I there's yeah. a ton of people that support them here. Being an American watching the Premier League, it's so hard because I don't I don't live in England. I I have no connection to, to hardly any of these teams. So it's been weird trying to pick one. And I I've kind of grown an admiration for for Chelsea a little bit because of Christian Pulisic yeah. playing over there. Yeah, yeah. And they just got bought by American owners. Uh, yeah, like a few days ago, but like Lester, that whole story was, was incredible. And I was like one of the yeah. first things I ever wrote about as a writer. And, yeah, uh, so like, it's weird. So being, it's hard. being from England and having the, the opportunity to pick three different teams is, is really yeah. incredible. It is. And, and I like the, the, honestly, the closest team that is near me is called Blackburn Rovers, the ladies team who I played for, the guys, was in the Premier League like a few years oh, ago. Yeah. They're in the league below. Yeah, yeah, they're in the championship. And, and they've, yeah, they've won it. They've won. They had like decent players for a while. Um, my dad obviously supports them, but just as they've dropped out of the Premier League, I've just kind of, not, not. I still follow them, but I need to support a Premier League team. Yeah, so. it's it's hard to have ESPN Plus and watch the championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Blackburn like, yeah. Blackburn Rovers have a fantastic history in England. It's just yeah, when all the money sure. was flooded into to the Premier League in '92, um, you know, all these these sponsorship deals and the television deals and these billionaire owners and just uh, clubs like yeah. that and Leeds and Nottingham Forest kind of go by the wayside, and it's kind of yeah, it's it's sure. awful. Yeah, it's it's like that's another thing. Like that's why I like Liverpool over the likes of City, just because I feel like City have so much money. You know, they've just bought Holland for an example. Like, you know, they've got the opportunity to be the best. They ha- they could they should be the best team in the world with how much money they've got. You know. Right, and and not to take away from from what your your point is, but Liverpool has billionaire owners yeah. as well the, oh, from yeah, the sure. American owners from that they own the Boston yeah. Red Sox as well. But they've yeah, done yeah. it kind of the right way with the history yeah. and and to be able to compete on this level, you have to have a billion dollars. Oh yeah, so sure. and I, I feel like it's paralleled in the women's game. Like if you look at who the best women teams are in the in the in the Super League for England, it's like you know it's usually like Chelsea, Arsenal, City, United. Yeah. So it's it is it's, unfortunately money does play a big factor in it. By the way, influx of American players on those four teams. Yeah. Let's go. Rose Lavelle for, for City. Ah, oh, Rose. Yeah. Sam Lewis <laughs> went City for a bit, didn't you? And Navidal Camp for a few of them went. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I interviewed Rose Lavelle when I was like 19. And oh, really? I, I cool. covered the national team for the Olympic stuff. And it was it was quite the time getting to watch those those players live. Yeah. But, yeah. So. Like, I, I love watching... I love watching, obviously, my country, but I do like watching the U.S. national team as well. I feel like they're just a different league. 
Above everyone else. We'll we'll kind of wrap up on this. I, I would absolutely love to have you back on because I have about a million more questions, oh, yeah. but I, I know you have somewhere to be. Um, I want to to talk about sports and the kind of the culture of sports. Sports is a massive thing here in the United States, and it's yeah. kind of flooded over our American sports into Europe and into Asia and into Australia. Were American sports widely available um, to you guys, and did you consume any as a kid? Uh, like American sports, what do you mean? Like, like the NFL, like the NFL or the NBA or <laughs> no. any of those types of sports? Like, no, not really. I mean, I played basketball in school, but it—that was it, really. I never, I never watched American football or anything. Like, I had to learn the rules when I came here because obviously it's so big in Texas. Um, but yeah, no, not not really. It was mainly soccer and a game called netball, which I know you don't have here, which is it's similar to basketball but it's it's obviously got a few different rules so they do stick to the english roots pretty good in there especially in school sport that's for sure yeah so what like tennis and football and um and swimming yeah. and things like that tennis tennis swimming soccer netball and there's a game called rounders as well which i know you guys don't have yeah we don't know so it is like it is like a, it is like similar but different it's like rounders i feel like it'd be your softball Right, probably like okay. Net, net, and like our netball would be your basketball. Okay, so. So it, it is similar but different, yeah. When you moved to Texas, um, you said you learned the the rules to American football. Do you do you like any of our American sports? Like, it's weird. Like the first the first two years of college, I just did not show any interest in it because it was like obviously everyone loves it, but it was just so slow. <laughs> it and is. I didn't have a. I did, it was slow, and I just didn't have a clue what was going on. Yeah. That's one thing I do, like, people are like, oh, soccer's so long and boring. Like, soccer's, like, two hours on the dot yeah. every time. Yeah. It's like... But, like, then, I, then we got, like, I've now got really good friends on the football team. So, I have it, like, I went and, like, obviously, I've gone and supported them. And now, now I find myself on YouTube watching, like, best catches in NFL. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, how did I get, like, I'm like, I'm, I need to go back home and watch some... I don't know. I'm losing my English touch. I'm like, I'm, how am I sat here on YouTube watching NFL greatest moments? Like? Uh, Odo Beckham Jr. is probably number one with that catch. Yeah, but it's just, it's just like I think if you love sport as much as like I do and any other athlete really, because it's hard not to fall into the trap of watching any game, you know? Right, and I mean I've fell in love with with all these random olympic sports i watch every four years oh yeah um, I, love it when the, I love it when the olympics is on yeah it's just like i don't know any of the rules and the commentators yeah. explain it to you and by the by the gold medal yeah. match you're all the way in <laughs> and i was what i like i get into like curling archery everything oh when the u.s men won curling for the first time yeah, oh it was, was a big like, deal in america yeah there's loads of stuff i love watching but i like these major events like for me I, I love the Tour de France. Even after yeah. Lance Armstrong, the American cyclist, was like, you know, exiled yeah, from the sport for all the different things. Like, I watch the Tour de France every year. I bought a bicycle and now can, like, do, yeah. like, 50 miles at a time or 20 miles or 30 miles. Like, I, cool. it's one of those things where sports has the ability to inspire even if you don't know anything about it. So, like, oh, it's yeah. it's amazing to, to see the impact and it's amazing to see what it's done for your life to move you from... <laughs> from freaking northwest england to san antonio texas <laughs> because of yeah. because of a sport and that's know, like, that's the overall impact yeah like i honestly can't anyone that would ask me i feel like like i would put myself in sports like it's so just every aspect of my life like it feels it opens 
so much opportunities. Like, I feel like, in a way, it helps you with school. Like, it helps you focus on school more. Like, it's, I've made some of the best friends of my life. Like, like you said, I've moved from the middle of nowhere to, like, one of the biggest cities in America. And, like, even just, like, op- every opportunity, you know, like, college. I would never have got involved in any of this if I didn't. Like, if my teacher hadn't have encouraged me to go and kick a ball when I was, what, 10 or 11, you know, it's crazy. It's one kick of football that can change your entire life. Yeah, which sure. is which sure. we've learned on the biggest stages of the World Cup or a stage like yeah. this where you were just a teenager in England and now you're a collegiate soccer player in the United States. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. That's wonderful. And I, I cannot thank you enough for the time. We have to have you back on eventually because I. Yeah, just, no, whatever you want. Yeah, whenever you need anything, just let me know. I'm happy to help. Happy yeah, to there's help. a million more things. But, um,. I, there's one thing we like to do before we let the guests go. It's the, the lightning round, five to seven random questions. Answer in ten seconds or less. Okay, go on. Yeah, we'll we'll make it a we'll make it somewhat of, a, of an American and English mix. All right, cool. Um, all right. What personal trait has gotten you in the most trouble? Uh, being class clown. That's yeah, I can relate. Um, what, sure. What's your favorite kind of sandwich? Um, anything with chicken on it. Okay. I've recent. I've recent. Oh, sorry, it's not ten seconds. But anyway, recently, HEB does like this caramelized onion one. Oh, so good. Have you have you found yourself falling in love with like American fast food chicken, like Popeyes and Chick Fil A? Yeah, yeah. Like my school has a Chick Fil A, and I find myself walking over there a bit too often. So. <laughs> Like, I, I really like canes as well oh yeah i forget you do that you guys have canes too yeah the yeah. first ever canes is over in baton rouge louisiana yeah <laughs> I, yeah i like canes that's for sure i gotta talk to leland about getting your conditioning up um nah, don't <laughs> this is why we're doing this at the end of the show so no one's gonna listen to it <laughs> yeah you're the editor you're the editor <laughs> uh if you could do one olympic sport besides football what would you do? Swimming, I think. I think it's in my blood. I'd have to fit that one. <laughs> uh, what's a great book you've read recently? Um, what's a really good one I read? Oh, um, is it Catching? Oh, it's something called like Catching the Catcher of the Rye. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I am. I'm trying to get into books a little bit more. Yeah. No, I have a whole shelf right here of, of books yeah. from from my teenage years, which is. I guess the same teenage years that you had. So I don't know yeah. how much crossover there is in books. We we didn't get to that part of the part of the no. show. We ran out of time. That's another time. That's another time. That's episode, that's that's part two. Um, would you rather live uh, a week in the past or a week in the future? Ooh. A week in the future. What would you do in the future? Invest in Tesla. <laughs> No, I'm lying. I'd, I'd go to the past and invest in something. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess stocks work a little bit differently in England. Um, no, that makes more sense. Uh, two more. Uh, cake or pie? Cake. What kind of cake? Carrot cake. Carrot cake. That's very English of you. Um, yeah. To choose America's least favorite cake. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'll eat it. They don't need to eat it. I'll eat it for them. Last but not least, three famous people, living or dead, who would you invite to a dinner party? Oh, I actually got asked this other day. I think I said Michael Jackson, the, the queen. Like your and, queen. 
yeah. Okay. Michael Jackson, the Queen, and Ah, oh, who did I say? This is such a profession. And honestly, probably my one of my granddads who I never got to meet. Okay. Uh, when you say the queen, my mind just shifts to different quote-unquote queens we have in America. But I forget, you, I forget you actually have a queen. Yeah. Like that is recognized by England as like one of the people that are most influential in the country, which is a yeah, wild which, thing. What, what queens of America are you thinking of? I'm thinking like Beyonce. <laughs> she, she wants to pull up a chair she can do uh, that would be a fantastic dinner party uh, yeah, for sure. you'll have to play some, some 2000s R&B yeah for sure Eve I cannot thank you enough I told you I'd get you out of here by 1 o'clock and it's 12.57 you go uh-huh. get whatever it is you have to get worked on worked on and I can't thank you yeah. enough for the time where can people no, thank you. where can people find you on the internet Eve um, on Instagram yeah is that a question? At Eve Clarkson, that's it. Okay. And we will put that in the show notes if you want to go follow her. Um, we got to get you back on soon. I know I've said that a yeah. few times. We, we, I, just, I have a million more questions. Yeah, well, drop me a text, and if you're ever here, I'll make you a cup of tea. <laughs> okay. I will right. for sure make it to San Antonio. For Eve Clarkson, right. I'm Riley James, if anyone cares. Thank you.